Welcome back to another episode of the Mother May I podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalila, along with my daughter. Amazing. Uh, the Mother May I podcast is a mother and daughter relationship podcast where we discuss mother and daughter conversations. And in this podcast, my daughter is going to interview me. I have vowed to answer any question that she has openly and honestly. But first, let's talk about a couple of things that have that have been going on in the news this week. First and foremost, on January 20th, 2021, Joe Biden was sworn in as the 46th president of the United States and Senator Kamala Harris was sworn in as the 49th vice president. So we are not used to seeing females hold such a high position in the United States. And while I think it's great for you as a young African-American female to see a color in such position, I feel like it's also great for those in my age Barack Obama and Kamala Harris's position in our American history shows how far we've come, but we still have a long no way, way to go. go. Yes, ma'am. So we can't deny that. We can't deny that it shows how far we have come. So this year, you will become of age to vote. And I want to encourage you to pay attention to our our political affairs in America. And I will admit that I really didn't start paying a whole, whole lot of attention until um, Barack Obama became president. Now, when Clinton was president and, and his whole impeachment thing, you know, I paid a little bit of attention during that time because that was just an interesting subject. But I will encourage you to pay attention to what's going on in our political affairs. Um, so during the years that Barack Obama was our president, that's really, really when I became more aware of how deep racism is still permeating in our country. But this is what I want you to know as a young African-American female. Yes, I want you to pay attention to what's going on in our federal government, but I also want you to pay attention to what's going on in our local government mm -hmm. and to know that your vote does make a difference. And you know, you hear even in this household, you hear that it doesn't make a difference, but, but it does. It does. When enough of us get together to cast our vote, your vote really does make a difference make a difference. But most importantly, what I want you to know that Joe Biden or no president really is just going to destroy racism in this country. So don't expect that from a from a president, because a lot of time that's one of the first things that um, African African Americans will address to a new president or incoming president, what are you going to do about racism or, you know, African-Americans or something like that. But charities, charity starts at home. 
And I am a firm believer that hatred hatred is a taught behavior. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that um, 99.9% of the time that is taught in most, not all, but in most Caucasian homes, at their dinner table, at their social events, country clubs, or whatever. So the majority of African-American homes, when they teach race relations, is not about hatred. It's about teaching your children. I would say that we teach our children, you got to be better than your Caucasian counterpart, or you, you got to try harder, you got to be smarter or something like that, when you are approached by an officer, a police officer, or someone in uh, authority, you know, be respectful. Um, show your hands at all times, whether it's a black cop or a white cop. Um, those are the kinds of conversations that we have in our African-American, in our African-Americans home as a whole. We teach our children not to be mediocre but to be excellent, which brings me to Amanda Gorman. I think that's her name, the young lady who wrote and recited the poem at the inauguration called The Hill We Climb. Mm -hmm. And she was absolutely flawless. Yep, I love the words. I love the way she presented it. She was very articulate, uh, a young black girl. And what she represented on that world stage is what most African-American parents teach in their home to their children. To be excellent, to be excellent. We don't teach hatred. So now she's gonna get a lot of accolades and she'll be propelled since she probably never thought or dreamed that she would be and as well she should be because she's she's worked hard and it's, it's obvious it shows you know you don't see you see the performance you don't see the work that they put into it and um so she should be she should she deserves every accolade that she get but i will caution you as my daughter and any other any other young person, especially an African-American person, yes, find your greatness. Yes, work hard at it, work hard at it, and work hard at it some more. And you may get some recognition and some praise, but be careful that you don't allow that recognition and praise to become what you crave or what defines you. When you find your passion, always work at it as long as it continues to be your passion, but don't lose sight of the fact that it is your passion. And I say that because when you get great at whatever it is that you're going to be great at, and it's shown on a stage, it doesn't even have to be a world stage like uh, Amanda Gorman's poem was just on a local stage. But if you get some type of recognition, some type of fame, some type of prestige or some type of accolades for it, 
um, that's great. But when people put you on a pedestal for what you do and you start getting a lot, getting a lot of attention, those same people can be just as ruthless at tearing you down when you do something or say something that is not in line with their beliefs. So what I'm saying is be excellent. Yes. Be great. Yes. Work hard at whatever you're going to work hard at to be great. Yes. But if and when you start being recognized in your gift or your talent or whatever, start putting you in places, in high places that you never dreamed of. Don't let that be your focus. Remember why you started to do what you started to do so that you won't become defined by the praise and recognition that you're you're getting. Is, is that does that make any sense? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I just want you to I just want you to hear me and hear me good. <laughs> so you have anything you want to say about the inauguration? Trump is gone, first off, <laughs> and it kind of takes a little bit of that that little breath of fresh air, but at the same time, you know, I, I'd still be a little cautious. It's not like everything is going to go away now that Biden has been elected, but it does take a little bit of the weight off of, like, my shoulders now that he's been elected and Trump is gone. Let me say this about um, our previous president, um, our former president, Trump. Whatever president we have or whomever our president is, we want them to succeed. Now, I did not vote for Trump. Um, I've heard of Trump throughout the years and I didn't like his character throughout the years that I was hearing about him. So I hope this is recording. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I that's why I didn't vote for him. But it's not like I did not want him to succeed because if he fails as president, then we all we fail. All we all fail. Yep. So I would just say lift whoever our governmental leaders are, we lift them all up in prayer and just pray that they will make the best decisions for this country as a whole. So let's switch to another portion of the podcast. Was that all that you had to say about the inauguration? Yes, ma'am. Okay, let's switch to another portion of the podcast. And from now on, we're going to call this portion of the podcast young folks business how about that <laughs> okay young folks business so how about you tell us what's been going on in the news this week regarding young folks okay so what has been going on is that it has been rumored that the young actress sky jackson and solange's son jules dated Sky when he was seven when she when Sky was seventeen. 
and Jules was 15. Okay, tell us who Sky Jackson is again. Sky Jackson is an actress. And tell us who Jules is. Jules is Solange's son, also Beyonce's nephew. Okay. And so basically this there was a photo that got leaked of them two. People were like, oh my goodness, they're dating or they might have been dating. And so Jules had took it upon himself to go on Snapchat and say that he didn't like her like that and that Sky has a big ego and she needs to come back down to earth. And then after that, there were text messages leaked from Jules and some of his friends where, where Jules was accusing Sky of cheating and that he wanted to ruin her life. So after that was leaked, Jules had leaked a sex tape of them. And so... And he was 15? Yeah. Mm. He's 16. Was, he's 16 now. And she was how old? She was 17. Okay. She's 18 now. Okay. So, and that drove everybody crazy. And so, Sky hasn't really, like, said anything addressing it, but she has put, like little tweets here and there saying just we can just move past this this is just nonsense and she's not gonna like associate herself with this drama and that's basically what's happening here so young folks business boy <laughs> i i knew that this was going around but i didn't really pay that much attention to it because i just i just didn't really care because i thought it was like just these two celebrities who dated and it was just drama that's what i thought so i just well, didn't basically really... that is what it is because <laughs> if it was you and somebody who would care it wouldn't be all in the news because yeah. <laughs> these are some these are kids for one mm. so that's that's what's happening and people are mostly upset about the fact that he chose to leak a sex tape and they're both underage and it, yeah so that's why people are mostly mad which I agree is very wrong but I wouldn't give it that much it, I want to give it as much attention as it has been getting because it's just drama that's not necessary what is your opinion on it my opinion is, if the story is true, and we're going to say this is alleged. It's alleged, yeah. Yeah, it's an alleged story. That coming from the standpoint of a parent, um, from the young man's side, if, if I was his parent, I'd have a conversation with him. If I'm from the young lady's side, if I was her parent, I'd have a conversation with her. But kid stuff. That's all I can say about it. It's just immature um, kid stuff. But what I will say is kids make, make mistakes as they should. We all do, even adults. We all make mistakes. But I what but what do I tell you all the time about making mistakes? Be careful of what. 
you don't remember what I tell you. I say this all the time. Be careful of the mistakes you make. Oh. Why? Because the consequences you live with today, they will affect you tomorrow. Be careful of the mistakes you make. You make because you do not want to make a mistake today that you will spend the rest of your life doing what? Exactly. You don't, I say that all the time. You don't remember it. So let me repeat it. <laughs> yes, you are going to make mistakes. Make them, make them, make them often. It's how we learn. It's how we grow. But be careful of the mistakes you make because you don't want to make a mistake today that you're going to spend the rest of your life paying for. So that's basically all I have to say with these kids. It's, it's just kid stuff in my mind and the parents should just deal with it accordingly. I, I don't have anything else to say other than that. So let's get to your questions. Um, I have not seen these questions, have not read these questions, have no idea what you're going to ask. Did all these questions are all these questions coming from you? Some came from me and some I had to look up. What you mean you just did a Google search or Yeah, I did a Google search. Okay. Well, I have vowed to answer your questions openly and honestly. So let them roll. Let them roll. Okay, so these questions don't have order to them it's not like they're going to transition to the next question okay so they're kind of just random okay first question were there any similarities between me and you as a child yes Ooh. there are similarities <laughs> i'm the only child you <laughs> are an only child I'm a, I'm a female. You are female. I didn't have a father in, a, in the home. You don't have the father in the home. Mm, let me see if there's anything else. When I was growing up, um, I liked writing. You like writing. Um, because we were only children, we spent a lot of time alone and we grow to just value that time alone. And I see that in you. I see that in you. Um, that's, that's about what I can think of at the moment. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Second question. By the way, I have about 19 questions on here. Second question. What's your favorite memory of us? Hmm. My favorite memory mm -hmm. of us. Wow. You gotta think of that one. Yeah, because I'm trying to think what would be a favorite one. Um from early, early, my favorite memory of us is 
my first time meeting you because oh. it was um it was two days after you was born because of the circumstance. It was two days after you were born before I got an opportunity to meet you. So that's one of my favorite memories. Another one of my favorite memories is um, teaching you how to ride a bike. That's a favorite memory. Um, coming more recently, one of my favorite memories is watching you when we went to the see Tyler Perry's play. Watching how you act because we were in the room with celebrities. Watching how you act. That was great. That was definitely one of my favorite memories. Um, A lot of your Taekwondo, a lot of things that you did from Taekwondo, especially when we went to competitions. Those are some of my favorite memories. Should I go on? (laughs) You can stop there, but why was the Taekwondo one of your favorite memories? What about competitions made it your one of your favorite memories? Probably because I was just proud that you was willing to do, to do it, oh. even though you, even though you always complained that you didn't like Taekwondo, but you always wanted to go to competition. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get it when I was younger I think I actually enjoyed it but when I started to grow up a little more I didn't like it okay and I remember I remember one time I had just came back from visiting my dad and it was like the first time I had came back to taekwondo and I remember dreading it and one of my teachers asked why aren't you as excited as you were before I don't know. I just stopped liking it after that. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I guess that's why you stopped doing it. <laughs> okay. Okie dokie. My third question. What were you like as a kid or a child or a baby, if you remember? <laughs> quiet. I remember being quiet. I remember writing a lot of poems. And now I grew up in a time that's very different than yours. I grew up in a time where I was around a lot of adults because I was in the house with, I was raised basically by by my grandmother. And I grew up in a time where kids are to be seen and not to be heard. And you didn't, it was a way you had to address adults and um you didn't get into conversation in grown folks' business. You didn't speak your mind. Whatever whatever an adult said to you, that was it. There was no asking why this or why that. Whatever they said, that was it. Don't ask why or that's another tr- that you're in more trouble. You don't you just don't question an adult. So I grew up in a different time. What was the question again? <laughs> what were you like as a kid? I remember being quiet. I remember being very quiet as a kid. I remember being very reserved and very much so to myself. I feel like we have that in common too. I'm I'm very quiet. Okay, so my fourth question. I'm excited for this one. When were you the most proud of me? 
the proudest of me. Um, where was I the proudest? I think I was, I would say one of the proudest moments that I had. And unfortunately it didn't come to pass, but when you tried out for um, one of the lead roles in your high school play, that made me proud that you would that you would do it because um, I know how introverted you are. And by that being one of the lead roles in the opening roles and unfortunately COVID-19 happened, but that was a very, that was an extremely, extremely proud moment for me. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so this actually is a follow-up question. When were you the proudest of yourself? I was the proudest of myself when I walk across the stage with my master's degree. Ooh, which, which school is that? That was Valdosta State, and I was proud because I was older, had been married and divorced. I had a child. I was working full time, went to school totally online. So I was just proud of being able to being able to complete that program. Proud of you too. I was there. <laughs> so next question. If any, what was your biggest fear about having children? Yeah, I had some fears about having children. And I, of course, only have you. One child had you in my 30s. By that time, I had resolved that I wouldn't have any children, and I was okay with that. And my biggest fear about having children was how was how would they be treated by the world? How would you be treated because of your name? How would you be treated because of the color of your skin? How would you be treated because of the way you look? If the world, if most people see you as as ugly or most people see you as pretty. Um, how would you be treated because of your personality? Do you still have those fears now? Yeah, some of them. Yeah, I do. I still have those fears. How would you be treated because of your color of your skin? As far as your looks, when you get more into the world because you are a pretty girl, um, I think about um, ab uh, what is it called abduction, abduction, abduction mm, of black sure. females. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Yep, yeah, I still have some of the some of the same fears. That's why when I pray, I pray that God covers you, even when my eyes are not on you. That that he covers you and he protects you and keeps you under his blood. So that's my reason for that prayer. Alrighty. Okay. My next question. How has your relationship with your parents evolved over time? 
my relationship with my dad is pretty much non-existent like it was when I was growing up. I talked to him every now and then. My relationship with my mom would probably kind of seem kind of backwards. And I'm just going to let you know we probably got about two more minutes. So you might not get through all your questions, but we can continue them on the next podcast. But my relationship with my mom would probably seem kind of strange because it might kind of seem like it run kind of backwards. But because she was a young mom and had me at 17 when I was growing up, I actually did call her mom. (laughs) But, um, you know, now I call her by her name and my grandmother is the person that I call that I call mom. So while I have uh, the utmost respect for my mom and I still see her as mom and I treat her like mom, the relationship is more of a uh, more of a sisterly sort of. I want to the feel of it is kind of more of a sisterly, more than a mother daughter relationship. Okay. Okay. So wrap it up. So last question. Last question. Was there something your parents did when you were a kid that you swore you would never do as a parent? Yeah. Um, My mom kept me in a lot, sheltered a lot, and I swore I would never do that. That failed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's going to wrap it up for this podcast, our signature closing. Mother, may I be great? Yes, you may. Bye.